of my favorite songs, my favorite rock songs actually, is Freedom by Rage Against the Machine. And I love that song. I just love that song. I mean, I don't know if you're a fan of Rage Against the Machine, but hey, you don't have to be. What freedom represents is much broader and much, much, much broader, much deeper than what most people think freedom is. What is freedom? You know, freedom is such a widely used term and such a wide concept that, you know, it, it's everything from being free from slavery, it's uh, being free from jail or in the bondage of something else, you know, um, it's being able to be yourself, to speak out and, and, and say what's on your mind and just, just be free. There's so, so many uses of the word freedom. Uh, you know, you hear terms like freedom fighters and fight for your freedom and it's good to be free and this is a free country, you know. So what what is freedom to you? What is freedom to me? It's sort of different for everybody, but what I wanted to talk about was the type of freedom that literally frees you from a certain kind of, I'll call it, uh, I don't know what i call it. I guess I'd call it sneaky bondage. Freeing yourself from the sneaky little bondage components um, that that hold you back, and what that means is that if you're in the grips of fear, desire, greed, um, all, all, any of those things, let's just focus on that for a second. Fear. Let me let me focus on one at a time. Let me focus on fear. If you are in the grips of fear whatsoever, no matter what it is you're doing in your life, it could be anything, then that's going to affect the outcome of, of what it is you're trying to do. So let me put it to you another way. Let's pretend that you are a picture of garden hose, okay, this beautiful, brand new, clean, clear garden hose. And life, the life force in, in you, if you're the garden hose, or, yeah, if you're the garden hose, if the life force is the water going through the hose and you were designed to, actually, instead of the garden hose, actually, let me, let me shift gears over to, let me use a stream, let me use nature for a second. Picture a beautiful stream going from the ice-capped mountains, flowing right down the mountain, right through the valley, onto the uh, to the ocean okay so picture this beautiful beautiful stream flowing around just slightly uh, meandering back and forth a little bit there's no hindrances your life force is like the flow of water that goes from the top of the mountains all the way to the ocean and then it recirculates by the way back up into clouds into rain and, and snow and, and you know there's a cycle there right so that's your life sort of cyclical cycles that go on and your stream is, is flowing down, down the mountain. Fear would be obstacles. Fear would be giant boulders that smash in the water or, you know, picture a volcanic eruption and then there are trees being torn down and they're all in the, in the stream now and they're blocking your flow. Let me go back to the hose, hose analogy. So if you are the hose and there's water going through you, and somebody pinches off the hose, and that's going to obstruct your flow. The pinching off of the hose or putting your thumb over the outlet, that's fear. Fear is going to hold you back. So let me get on to the point of the, point of the matter. 
So fear is holding you back, and that's obstructing your flow. No matter what it is you're doing, if you're trying to have a better relationship with you, if you're having a be- you want to have a better relationship with God, a good spiritual life, if you want to be the best version of yourself, if you want to have a good relationship with your spouse or loved one, if you want to have a better relationship with a friend or a family member or your, your child or whatever, if you want to be a better baseball player, if you want to be a better um, salesperson, you want to be a better martial artist anything anything you want to be that that you love that makes you different than everybody else you want to be the best version of that thing that you want to be right so you have to watch out for these these little subtle hindrances that get in your way like fear and you don't hate the fear you don't hate the fear because here fear is just a uh, a, a natural deeply bred reaction type of emotion that can actually keep us safe you know fear you know if if there's danger fear kicks in without us even wanting it to and it's different for each of us our relationship with fear is much much different for each and every one of us and some of us do very well with fear we're very very naturally courageous we, and fear doesn't stifle us very much at all if if i know people that, that don't seem to be afraid of anything and then there are people on the other side of the scale that are very, very fearful. And every little thing scares them. And it's important to understand that that's okay. That's, that's how we're built. We're all built to be a little bit different. So sometimes it might take a little bit more work to work with that fear than with others. Um, some people are just more prone to be, for example, some people are a great artist and some people struggle and have to work hard to be a better artist. Some people are better at talking to people than others. They're naturally able to talk to people. And some people are very shy and reclusive and they don't like talking to people. So it takes them a little bit of extra work to to get to that point. That's completely natural, completely normal. So back to the freedom part of it. The freedom, being free from fear. Although, I don't know if you're ever truly free from fear, but you are free from the bondage of fear. You can be free of the grips of fear. And what I mean by the little sneaky version of fear would be the subtle sneaky version of fear is that sometimes pretend that there's a dial and the fear dial might go up to 100. 100 would be the sky is falling, you're in the midst of a volcanic eruption or something. It's just, just all kinds of crazy nonsense. Pure hell, pure hell's going on. That's, that's at the top of the dial, right? And zero might be a very restful, peaceful, happy sleep with a good, happy, peaceful dream and everything's wonderful, you know? So so picture this dial. The sneaky fear would be sort of in the one to 10 range, right? You, you've got this little dial that you turn and there might be a two or a three there. And sometimes it's very hard to see because it's so slight. Or let me, you know, since I love metaphors, analogies, and symbols, Think of it like this. Imagine a big lake, and it's a big, beautiful, clear lake. And you put a small couple of drops of fear, say black ink, in the, in the lake. You're not going to see them, but the fear is there. You understand? It's like just subtle. And what happens is if you pay attention, you can start to see these little, little inklings of fear pop up in your heart. 
your soul and your psyche when you're doing things. It might be something like, I don't know, let's just say you want to do a project around the house and maybe maybe you have a slight pain or ache in one of your muscles or bones or tendons or whatever and it's uncomfortable. And if you pay close, very close attention, there might be a teeny little bit of trepidation there, a little bit of fear there. Um, you know, that there's pain there, or if I go and do this, it's going to hurt more, so why bother doing it? That's that's fear. That's Those are the little teeny pieces of fear I'm talking about. It could be a simple conversation or phone call that you're going to have with somebody, or a meeting that you're going to have with somebody. And if, you, if you're very sensitive to it, you pay very close attention to it, you're going to see that you are actually a little teeny bit afraid to get on that phone call, a little, a little bit afraid of that meeting. You know, I think it's a no-brainer. Most people are afraid of uh, speaking in public. And and I think most of the people I talk to anyway talk about Zoom meetings and, and live uh, video meetings are a big thing now. They're becoming a much bigger thing now. And people get a little nervous about that. You know, how do I look? How am I going to look to others? How do I present myself? What if I flub up my words? There's so many things that you can be afraid of. So all of these little teeny bits of fear, number one, they can add up, okay? Because it's kind of like uh, like energy, right? Because everything is energetic. Anything, everything inside of you is energy-based, you know cell to cell and atom to atom and molecule to molecule, it's all energy, everything's all energy based. And when you build up, when you amass little bits, little pennies worth of, of, uh, of fear, the little pennies quickly add up to nickels, dimes, quarters, and dollars, right, for the money analogy. So you have to watch out for that, because they do, they really do amass at that, that's number one. Number two is that they become a very nasty habit. Um, if we allow these little teeny subtle uh, pieces of fear energy, I'll call them, to amass, that becomes a habit. How many people do we know that get, that they're scared about everything, they're worried about everything. And by the way, fear doesn't always have to come across as the word fear. Like, oh, you have fear. It can be as simple as, uh, you know, hey, did you read the news? Uh, uh, I don't know, there's a big heat wave coming, it's supposed to cause a big drought. If you pay attention, there's a very slight amount of fear in that statement. And there might be a little bit of fear hearing that statement, depending on who you are, see? So what I'm trying to say is that if you focus on the notion of slight little teeny pieces of fear, you'll, you'll recognize it quicker and you can shake it off. So for example, when I do work for a individual or client, a group, a friend or whatever, okay, so I'm doing a graphic design project, let's say, for somebody, and you know, days of old, there, there, there was a lot of fear involved, you know, just because I'm a perfectionist. I want everything to be just right. I want everything to be perfect. I want it to just be absolutely perfect. That's the artist in me. Okay, I want to paint the picture and I want it to be right. If it's not right, I'm not happy. That's fear, you know, because I'm afraid it's not going to come out the way I want it. So once I recognize that, I realize that, number one, that's my my nature. It's sort of a natural component of, of how I how I am naturally based on a lot of different things, you know, genetics and habits and, and uh, upbringings and so forth and so on, right? But then also num number two is that I, uh, I, I sort of like, how do I say this? It's like the easiest way to say this. 
when these types of things pop up, when I was fearful of, you know, being a graphic designer, being a perfectionist, I realized that it's, it's not fair for me to put that kind of pressure on myself because it's not even real. That's what I'm trying to say is that most of the problems we have are psychological or mental. They're things that don't tangibly exist. They're just, they're mind created. That's it. They're mind created. And what I mean by that is that if, if I want to have a project be perfect, according to whose standards, you know, I mean, everyone has a different standard. You know, some people like a light blue, some like a medium blue, some like a dark blue. So what's the right color blue to use? Some people want it in five minutes, six minutes, 10 minutes, or an hour. Time is different too. So it's important to understand that, that, that there's no real solid reality. You know, I want it perfect. Um, I want to look, I or you want to look a certain way. You want your hair to look a certain way. You want your skin to look a certain way. You know, you don't want this and that on your skin or in your hair or whatever. We're constantly on this, this, this remember now, slightly fearful battle how we look are we afraid are you afraid of how you look are you afraid that you'll look a certain way to people that actually now that I'm going on going down that side path let's examine that a second you know when we look at how we look in the mirror what shirt we're wearing what how it pants what clothes we're wearing what our hair looks like um, are we afraid that people will see gray hair and think oh gosh I look like an old hag you know fear 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 so if you're aware of that, you can change that. Some of you might be thinking I'm nuts, but I'm just saying that there's, there's ways around this. Um, there's, there's a way through the fear. And it's basically, and again, it's not pushing the fear away. It's not hating the fear. It's not trying to pretend the fear doesn't exist. Um, it's actually just sort of seeing it for what it is. Uh-uh. Fear is arising right here. Fear is, fear is apparent. Um, and then sort of recognizing if it's useful fear or not useful fear. And you don't have to overthink this. This is actually really subtle. When I was driving through a massive thunderstorm the other day, it was downpouring like crazy. It was really, really dark skies and windy and moving my car all over the road. That was fear and that was justifiable fear. So that made me think about being careful. It made me think about sort of ducking out into a um, underpass or a gas station for safety if I need to. It also made me slow the car down. It made me put on my hazard, my signal, my hazard signal lights. It, you know, it makes you think logically. So fear in that case was useful. Fear of how I might look to the, to the world can actually be kind of innocent because, uh, you know, for example, if you're wearing, you know, cruddy, yucky clothes and you didn't take a shower and you didn't brush your teeth and you didn't shave, if you're a guy, shave. Well, some women shave too, but, you know, anyway, um, if you don't do this stuff, you know, you look a certain way. You don't, you don't look your best. You don't look like you're taking care of yourself and all that. So that can be actually innocent too. But... That, that can go much further. There are people that paralyze themselves because they think they're, they're ugly. They think they're hideous. They don't think they're good enough. They don't think they're smart enough. They don't think they're pretty enough. They don't think they're muscular enough. They don't think this. They don't think that. All that is is fear. And that's all paralyzing, paralyzing little pieces of fear that build up and they create a horrible, horrible habit. So I think it's something really important to look at. Fear. 
little teeny pieces of fear. Now, I just tapped on fear, I think, because, um, as I was saying before, doing graphic design projects, um, actually, let me circle back to that. Um, if I look at graphic design projects and I'm afraid that the client might not like it, I'm afraid that it's not fast enough, I'm afraid that it's not good enough, um, because, again, taking a look at the perfectionism that I, you know, I, I, can, I can and I will do a whole talk on this, on how we formulate our world and our expectations, because expectations can absolutely kill us. But, again, that's a whole other story. But, anyway, if I do any project based on fear, it's going to absolutely own me. And this circles way back to the beginning of this talk where I was talking about freedom. Because if I let... If I let a little bit of fear paralyze me, I am not free. And we are created to be free. And I'm not talking about metal shackles on our feet and our hands, which is sort of what it feels like sometimes. But I'm talking about freedom of, of, from fear. So I want to pose an important question. Think about this. If you could remove every single little bit little ounce of fear in your heart, in your mind, in your soul, in your psyche, what would your life be like? And you know the answer. You would be absolutely radiant, radiant with energy, radiant with abundance, radiant with all kinds of wonderful things because there's nothing holding you back. You see what I'm saying? So think about that. What would your life be like if you were free from the bondage of fear. And then not only imagine that, imagine what life would be like. I'd say just sort of sit and contemplate this for several minutes. Try to imagine your life being free from fear. What would you look like? How would you act differently? What things would you do in your life if you were free from fear? And then the next thing after that would be how do you act on that? What are you gonna do with that newfound freedom 